Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guests up are Evan Macedo, Vice President, Finance and Operations, Sapers and Wallet. Good to see you, Evan. Good to see you, Jonathan. It's a pleasure to be here. Always exciting to be on the show. You want to introduce our uh, guest in the studio today? Absolutely. So our guest, uh, you know, still a little bit of his thunder. He's got 25 years in the asset management industry. Spent the last 10 years uh, the head of the North American Equities for Aberdeen Standard Investments. Has spent 16 years researching and investing in the U.S. aerospace and defense industry. Um, so I'd like to introduce our next guest, uh, Jeff Morris, founder of JGM Consultancy. Welcome, Jeff. Great. Thanks for having me. Jeff, it's a real pleasure to have you on. We've got a real space cadet, um, <laughs> or maybe a space general. So a uh, really fascinating background. Tell us, uh, tell us about your background and, and uh, how you made that uh, transition from uh, researching the industry to uh, being in the industry, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, so my, my career has been in, in, the bulk of my career has really been in asset management. So uh, most recently I was running the North American equities business for Aberdeen Standard Investments, also managing stock portfolios. And then as Evan mentioned, um, you know, covering the U.S. aerospace and defense industry for six to 16 years, I decided to, uh, to take a different career path. And in, um, in 2020, I've been doing some consulting. Uh, so really just wanted to build on that, uh, that expertise that I'd, I'd learned in industry and, and, you know, kind of take my career in a different direction. So I'd imagine there's, uh, you know, we all hear of the uh, the big launches. In fact, it's uh, quite timely uh, today. Uh, we've we've got a launch into space. There was one in the last uh, week or two, um, where uh, the, the the proverbial billionaire space race. Uh, why is there such an interest? And and what's it? Tell us a little bit about the aspects of commercialization of the industry and 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 why there's so much money being poured into that today. Yeah, so I mean, space space tourism is is occupying an awful lot of the headlines right now, and and justifiably so. This is you know, an exciting, sort of an exciting industry, but it is kind of a it's kind of a niche. It's going to be for for only the ultra wealthy for for quite a while. Um, there's also some other things that are happening. Where I would say more in the you know more kind of in the in the bulk of the the industry where we're seeing the major changes. We think back to the to the 1960s. Space was dominated by the military. You know, NASA. You know, putting uh, putting people on the moon, and then in the 1990s, there was a big emphasis on satellite communications. Iridium was one of those uh, new satellite constellations that you know, provided cell phone service every, everywhere on the globe. Now, what we're seeing is is really a, a transformation in terms of of widening out the accessibility to space. It's driven in part by falling launch costs. You know, these reusable rockets, like we saw today, and and like we see with uh, with, with SpaceX and some others that really is dropping the cost to get to space. Now, what you put up there, in the past, they used to build these, you know, these geosynchronous satellites, which we still do, but uh, many of these satellites were hundreds of millions, took years to build. Um, and now we're just becoming a much, much smaller, much more agile industry in some respects. So these small, low earth orbit satellites are going up, you know, much quicker and cheaper. Um, then you're also getting you know, like higher speed data rates. So it's really, you know, a lot of new technology is coming to fore. There's also a lot more capital too. So, you know, in 2018, we saw about $2 billion going into equity investments into private space ventures. Yeah, that, that hit 6 billion last year in a pretty rocky year for the market. So lots going on, a lot of entrepreneurs getting involved and, and just sort of new business models, which are, uh, you know, fascinating to see how they'll all evolve. 
So like, sorry, Evan, like any industry, I would imagine um, what we're seeing in terms of the commercialization and the big players that are there, there's a whole host of little guys that support them uh, across the board uh, from, from many facets. So, yeah, there's, so we there's see a huge industry uh, in terms of employment. I would imagine that that's been exponentially growing as well. Yeah, there's there's a whole there's a whole supply chain. Um, you know, there's the, there's the big companies, the big defense contractors that we associate with space travel. You know, they have enormous supply chains, but there's also you know smaller companies, you know, that are that are um, that are launching themselves. Uh, you know, I guess pun intended, but you know, smaller companies that are that are getting involved and in, and just sort of that accessibility. Um, of, uh, of of playing in this in this market is is is, incre is increasing. And Jeff, I find it unbelievably fascinating. This the whole commercialization to space, the race to space, and uh, your your background of how you got into it. Can you uh, tell us a little bit more about some of the projects you're you're actively working on? Yeah. So my uh, in, in my consulting role, I've had a, I had a few different uh, a few different projects that ranged anywhere from like technology implementation to some some regulatory kind of compliance sorts of things. Um, you know, right now I'm I'm working for a company called uh, called OrbitFab, um, which I can talk a little bit about their their business model. But they're involved in this on orbit servicing, uh, sort of a new industry that's being created. And I'm I'm doing some work with uh, with that that company right now, but. You know, just really interested in, in in being a part of this, you know, part of this industry and, and helping, uh, you know, kind of helping uh, these these uh, these companies these companies succeed. So my my career of investing in in the large public companies for 16 years was a great place to get advantage of understanding, you know, some of the technology and uh, and just sort of the trends. And you know, now I'm looking at it from from a different perspective. And I know in these last couple of weeks, we're seeing the first uh, billionaires of the world get up into space, uh, float around for a little bit and come back down. Uh, I know a lot of people will be excited, which means that there'll be, you know, uh, maybe not all of uh, the common people, uh, but maybe some of the uh, ultra high net worth people might be able to get up to space and kind of check it out uh, in their lifetime. So do you have any idea of what uh, the next five to 10 years in this commercialization uh, space uh, world we might be looking at? Yeah. So, and I think the, you mentioned sort of the space tourism, I think that will be a, a niche, a niche business for, for a while, but I've seen some of the business models where, you know, that price point starts to, starts to come down. You know, I think over the next, Five to ten years, you've got you know we'll still see more of the same. More capital being committed, um, new business models. Uh, I've, I've seen some estimates over the next ten years that there'll be twenty-five thousand low Earth orbit satellites being being launched. Uh, this is you know this is a, a obviously a, a large a large number. And historically, satellites have been well, you call it disposable. I mean they they couldn't be repaired, they couldn't be refueled. Um, but now there's this I mentioned on orbit servicing where Companies like um, like OrbitFab are building gas stations in space. Um, Northrop Grumman has also been you know successful in, in doing some of this the satellite servicing. So I think it's these new business models will evolve. Another one will be just like what do we do with the with the satellites that are um, that that are that are not uh, no longer functioning and how do we deorbit them? There's the risk of collision. You know what do we do with this the space junk? You got companies like Astroscale out there with business models about how to how to deal with that. Uh, I think further out, maybe it's not five to ten years, but you know the mining of asteroids in the moon sounds sounds pretty you know far fetched right now. 
But if we think about it, you know, a video, a video phone call from a handheld device was pretty far-fetched not that long ago. And it's, you know, it's pervasive right now. So I think we're going to see some of these new, some of these new business models um, evolve. And then the, probably the highest conviction uh, prediction I have is, you know, we're going to see consolidation and, and fallout. I mean, this, I, I was investing in through the through kind of the tech bubble and saw that, saw that cycle. I mean, we're seeing a lot of money come into the industry, a lot of, you know, great uh, new technologies being brought to the fore, but there's going to be a, there's going to be a shakeout and consolidation at some point. You know, we saw this tech stocks, some of them grew to the sky, but then, you know, many, many did not. And that's sort of a natural, you know, natural part of the, the, the capitalistic process. Is the industry follow a lot of uh, sort of the traditional um, geographic sort of concentration? Is it concentrate around aerospace uh, universities that have aerospace programs? Is it is it dispersed across the country, or are there some real hotbeds, uh, you know, in, in terms of concentration of these companies? Yeah, it feels like it's it's fairly well well dispersed, but but there are you know you see companies you know looking to locate in, into some of the areas where there has been you know, historical, um, you know, space activity. So when you're talking about Florida, uh, we're seeing, you know, some things in Texas, Colorado is also has a very large, a very large space community. You know, Lockheed's a, a major employer in that, in that region, but then you've got, you know, you've got Raytheon, um, you've got Ball Aerospace out there, um, you know, Maxar and, and some other companies. And then also where entrepreneurs have traditionally been located on the, on the West coast. So, it feels like it's it's fairly well you know fairly well dispersed, but with just some some concentrations around, you know, around these these spaceports that have been created. And and in terms of the the applications that are being developed, you know, you talked about uh, just an enormous amount of investment into the industry, um, but beyond that, um, you know, you talked about broadly the supply chain. But I would imagine for every company that launches a uh, space uh, vehicle to, to, for, for space tourism. Um, there's probably 50 companies that are, you know, making the fuel injectors and the, you know, onboard computers and the, you know, everything that, that just applies. It just must be enormous in terms of the opportunities to service uh, the, the, the small number of companies that are actually launching vehicles. Yeah, there's, I mean, just the, uh, you yeah, know, these, a lot of these different, a lot of different companies and like every little you know, every little device and widget, and it's, you know, a bit analogous to like a commercial aerospace, like there's, these parts are all um, have to be very specifically, you know, designed, they have to go through rigorous, you know, there's rigorous testing and, and the, um, just the, the technological requirements, um, you know, makes everything, you know, that, that much more intense, but then also, you know, creates opportunity. And when you think about like what, you know, what entrepreneurs look for um, is, you know, evolving technology and, and a large addressable market. And thinking about space just being, you know, we don't know if it's infinite, but it's 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 certainly you know it's certainly very large and and uh, and and evolving. So it's it's a it's a it's an area where you're attracting you're attracting you know some some incredible minds, some incredible talent, and uh, and very innovative approaches. So sounds to me like we're going to need some somebody doing some air traffic control at some point with the uh, the volume of uh, of activity we have going on up there. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's that that is a question. You start to look at some of these maps of the of the constellations and uh, things. Yeah, things look look pretty pretty busy. Yeah, pretty busy up there. Uh, and I mentioned sort of just that you know how how to manage the the, the space junk as well as uh, yeah, just uh, different orbital planes, etc. It's 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 going to get starting increasingly crowded. But you kind of get further out. You know, once you start thinking about some of these moon missions or to other places, some of these private companies are even have on the manifest of sending. 
you know, sending sending missions, unmanned missions to you know to Venus and to Mars and so forth. So there's a lot of room for upside. So you know, I have a sort of uh, off the wall question a little bit, but my, I'm curious. You know, we had the space race as you talked about in, in in the late 50s and 60s. You know, that was a a you know big point of nationalistic pride and and getting first, and then. Uh, you know, obviously in the commercial sector, we've got a lot of uh, competitive forces at play. Is there tend to be collaboration or competitiveness within the industry because it's so, you know, relatively new? Uh, what, do, what do you see from your consulting perspective? The companies hold everything very close to the vest or there's there a lot of forms and collaboration going on? Yeah, I, I see I see more of the um, of the collaboration of collaboration going on. I mean, clearly there's, you know, there'd be companies that are in direct competition, but you know, in many cases, a successful, you know, a successful uh, company that can demonstrate the technology really opens up the opportunity for others to 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 play as well. It you know it validates that particular type of, of type of business model, and you know, success also um, you know in terms of capital availability and so forth. I mean, the, the more successful business models that turn from you know a technology into into a business just helps attract you know, attract more capital and lower the cost of funding and every, er, for everyone in the industry. You know, sure, there is, there's probably some rivalries on, on certain programs, but, um, but I think there's a realization that the, you know, the opportunity is, is, is so great that, um, you know, that, that, that more can, uh, you know, business models can be better served by, you know, by a degree of collaboration and, and understanding of best practices. Fabulous. Uh, Jeff Morris, JGM Consultancy. It's been a pleasure having you on Radio Entrepreneurs. If people want to reach out to you, talk a little bit more about your business, talk about uh, the industry in general and uh, how they might get involved or, or seek out your, your assistance, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, the best way to, to reach me is uh, Jeff Morris CFA on, uh, on LinkedIn. And, you know, while I've been doing some consulting, I am, um, you know, I am looking for a full-time role and I, I have a dialogue going on with several companies. Uh, looking for something in space or another dynamic industry. So, uh, yeah, really, really looking for that. And if anyone, yeah, if anyone wants to reach me, it's uh, best to use that LinkedIn, Jeff Morris, CFA. Thank you very much. Excellent. It's been a real pleasure having you on uh, Radio Entrepreneurs. I can honestly say it's the first time I think I've talked uh, in detail about the space industry, but uh, it, it, it certainly sounds fascinating and huge opportunities for growth. So I wish you continued success and as you evolve uh, and, and, uh, and the industry evolves along with you. Uh, and uh, thank you to Evan Macedo. Always a pleasure to have you uh, side by side. Uh, Evan Macedo, Vice President of Finance and Operations with Sapers and Wallach. Thank you uh, very much, Jonathan. I also want to say that this is an FEI segment, Financial Executives International, one of uh, the premier financial networking groups in Boston. If anyone's looking to improve their networking uh, and meet up with a bunch of uh, senior financial leaders, I would highly suggest you check us out. It's feiboston.org. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, uh, Evan Masita from Sapers and Wallach, you can reach us at sapers-wallach.com. And then you can go to our team page and get all of my contact information there. So I'd love to talk to you if you want to meet. Excellent. Evan, Jeff, a great pleasure having you guys on Radio Entrepreneurs. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.